0: Are you ready, kids? hi captain. Look at me, short. Sure. I'm the captain now.
1: Welcome to the Super Coach Co-Captains Podcast. Hello, and welcome to a for our first buy round uh, episode of the Super Co-Captains Podcast for round twelve. I am um, one of your hosts, Dano, and with me, as
0: always, we have Pato. Welcome, Pato. Yes, hello Dano, hello listeners. The buys are here and um, yeah, I don't know about everyone else but round 13 is a tricky one for me now. I've done so much avoiding of the round 12 buy and I've kind of fucked myself for round 13 but I've got a plan and we'll go into it a little bit later.
1: Fair enough. Anyway, we'll go into our group winner from last week and that was Pat and his team name is No Pronoun Required. Well, I should I shouldn't say his team name. It could so be. So that would be yeah. their pronoun. Yeah. Uh, their team name. Not... Well, no pronoun required apparently. Um, okay. two thousand six hundred and sixty-three. uh they scored. So that's fucking monster. Um, weekly round
0: rank of one hundred and twenty-two. Um, who they have? Pato. Yeah, a few PODs that that went pretty big this week. So they so they have Sinclair. Ah, stuff didn't go big, but he's a nice little POD. And Lukey Ryan, who we'll talk about soon, I think, Dano, had the Neil captain, which is annoying because I avoided him because of Leon Cameron, and Leon Cameron's not coaching the Giants anymore. So, obviously, they're happy to let opposition mids do their thing. And Apparently. Anyway, um, yeah, Parish Kelly, Dan Houston, um, wits and English combo in the Ruck, which is yeah. uh, looking I'm like sure. R1 and R2 at this stage, Dano. And, yeah, huge score. Who would have
1: fucking thought? Anyway, we'll go on to injuries and the first one's a sad one. It's actually Bobby Hill. He's got testicular cancer, so yeah, he's he's done for the rest of the season. Um Pato, you got a message for everyone out there?
0: Um, yeah, just all the best. Obviously, Bobby Hill is clearly not a listener, but um hopefully all goes well with him and he gets on top of it early. But yeah, blokes, check your nuts. Check your nuts.
1: Um, Yeah, all the best to Bobby. Anyway, the next one is Jacob Wiedering. Your shoulder, they reckon up to six weeks. Pado, four to six weeks, you reckon?
0: Yeah, he has a bit of a history of shoulder issues, so that might spread out, but not that he would be in anyone's team, I would have thought. Uh, But hopefully we get a cash cow. I don't know who that would be. They'll probably just bring in, um, was it Boyd, I think, who is... Played a couple of games, I think. Um, yeah, they'll probably bring him into fill a pretty big void. Uh, we're doing, having, having a very good year. Yeah, yeah. The other one that's having a really good year that
1: um, also went down was Steve May with concussion. Uh, so he's got the one week um, off. It's a mandatory. Christian Salem's coming back in, though, um, which will be good for Melbourne, but um, it's fucked up their back six pretty much because now Lever has to take... Pretty much the brunt of the load now for one week.
0: Yeah, they might bring in McDonald and play him in defence, uh, possibly. But yeah, I, Freo fans are getting pretty up and about, Dana, because they knocked off Melbourne. But I could almost guarantee Stephen May plays that that game. There's no way Freo come back and win that. So that's how important Stephen May is. Um, probably top five defender in the comp. And him going down in the first quarter is going to cook any team, Dana.
1: Yep, that's fair enough. Anyway, rookie trade ins. Fuck all. Fuck all options on offer here this week, Pato. Um Yeah, the mid season draft is was just happened. Uh we're recording on a Wednesday night, so it's just happened. So there could be some early mid season draftees that come into play straight away. I doubt it though. Um but yeah, there's some trade in options that could be a whole trade in at your own risk kind of deal there, Pato with them.
0: Yeah, it's pretty one that we're about bleak. to name. The cupboard's pretty empty. Uh Yeah. I think I'm going to bring in Mitch Owens this week even though he's on the buy. Uh it is risky obviously, but when we when you hear the, everything else that's on offer it's almost the best pick this week. I don't love it. it kind of goes against everything you you preach about in terms of Super coach and trading in a rookie on his buy and not even guaranteed to be playing out of his buy, but he's probably the best bet to play after mm. the buy, I think, Dano, except for maybe the forward that we'll talk about very soon. Yeah. Um, anyway, Mitch Owens
1: is 117,000, minus 22 break-even. He got an 89 last round, had 11 tackles and two goals. So, yeah, that's not not a bad shout there. But in saying that, he fucking sputted in his first game and never got seen again um, until now. So the other ones... Um,
0: the was, thing you, the, yep. the thing is with that, Dano, he actually was up, yeah, up and around the ball playing midfield. Um, did a little bit of tagging, a little bit of sort of run with accountability sort of role and yeah, it was obviously a monster with the tackles and you would be spewing if you held on to him, you started him and you traded him out a couple of weeks. So you'd be absolutely livid watching him pump out an 89 and probably cement his spot in the team until at least Jack Steele comes back in about a month. So yeah, that would hurt a lot, but I, yeah, probably the number one trade in, uh, this week in terms of rookies. We've got Luke Cleary, 117k defender, minus
1: 67 break-even. Um, he's got a 68 average. He was a sub last week, didn't get used, so he's still on the bubble. Um, but it's Western Bulldogs. It's Western Bulldogs. Don't know what the fuck they're going to do, Pato.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. He looks great. Um... I just I almost feel it'll be sub again this week and he'll get subbed on with about ten minutes to go in the fourth and score ten and just fucking cookies break even. Um hopefully he gets named on field, but I can't see it happening with um the guys that they've got to come back into that defence.
1: Yep, and then we got Jacob Weir from the Giants, hundred and twenty three K defender, minus thirty eight break even, fifty six average. He's got the buy this week, but I don't think he's a guaranteed player, Pato, at all. We've got too many ins coming in for the Giants. You've got Whitfield, Taranto, Ward, even Dan Lloyd up forward. Like There's too too many people to come back in. But in saying that, Spike McVay's already thrown us all a curveball with the whole Proust and Flynn situation and playing Sproul as the second ruck. So who the fuck knows?
0: <laughs> yeah, we may talk about Proust a little bit later on, Dano. I... Honestly, cannot see we are holding a spot post by. I think Whitfield would be good to go by then. That that give him what three and a half weeks off to to mm. nurse that ankle that he's clearly been struggling with since preseason. I think he goes straight back into that same role that We're playing um, as a sort of rebounding half back, which is what we love from from Whitfield. And yeah, I, I can't see anyone else coming out of that back group. Dano, I don't know if you disagree. You're the the Giants man, but yeah, with Taranto, Ward, Lloyd, you know, I Bruce. Think I think they're all going to. Yeah, Dick Haynes as Haynes well. Will. He's probably only two or three weeks away as well. I cannot see we are having great job security. Um, So I would be avoiding this guy. I'd, I'd prefer to bring in clearer than we are at the moment. Honestly, yeah, don't know.
1: Next bloke uh, is Joel Jeffrey. He's already had a price rise at 189K, minus 77 break even, 71 average, but he's had 90 plus in his last two games. We we had concerns over his first ninety plus k because like he's not gonna kick five goals every week and then he gets another one. <laughs> oh fuck. But anyway, Pato, discuss Joel Jeffrey.
0: Yeah, this might be a little bit of uh a little bit of uh sorcery going on, Dano, because where is he, Joel Jeffrey had thirteen touches, kicked one goal and he scored ninety three. Yeah, I know. Granted, he's listed as having eight contested possessions. I didn't watch this game. I was watching the other game that was happening at the same time, which was the the Bulldogs game, because I had about 84 players playing in that game. But they must have been good fucking touches, don't know, for him to get 93 from 15, uh, 13, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to quickly bring it up now, because I'm trying
1: to figure out what exactly he's done too. I did yeah. see him late. Late, he, he actually scored that goal, I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, no, so wasn't even That's late.
0: even worse if they're up by 70 and he kicks the goal no, and he the gets the sec- 94. Second quarter, steal. second quarter, he kicked it. Sorry, my oh, bad, my bad. That's not late. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> Might have been so late for the, 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 the kicker for that, Dano, the, he's got north this week, so he could pop out of 100 and have a really clutch by-round score, and it could be in your best 18. His disposal efficiency was only 69%. Yeah, fuck? it makes no sense. It doesn't make oh, a lot of sense. I think it's maybe <laughs> champion data giving us a little... Little something, something there for a and, popular cash cow. And maybe get, in the this, office. get this, get this—he kicked one goal,
1: one for a scoring accuracy of twenty-five percent. That means that he's had four shots on goal and only two
0: scored. But he's had no clangers, oh, so how does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's scoring accuracy twenty-five percent, one goal, one behind. If he only had two Unless shots, it would be smothered. 50.
0: But that would be, still be a clanger, wouldn't it? Nah, it'd have to go maybe out on the full. Yeah, but that's a clanger.
1: That's a free against. He had no free against. What the fuck? I don't get this at all. Champion Data, I'm telling you, they do some funky shit. Oh, what the fuck? Anyway, anyway, that's Joel Jeffrey, right there. He's a wizard. He's a wizard, Harry. He's a wizard. Champion Um, Data, the (laughs) wizard. Yeah. (laughs) So, buy a trading strategy, Pato. So, what, what, what are you looking at? Because I've, I've just. I've got my 18, 19 players. I'll probably leave it at that. Um, oh, actually, no, that's not true. I'm going to be trading Proust to um, one of the guys that we're going to mention later, which is Sean Darcy, because I like his delicious run. Um, but, yeah, so that, that gives me my 19, and then I'm just going to be trade like, let's say round 13 rolls along. I'll trade in someone that's already played their bye. And then around 14, you trade in someone that's already played their buy. That's that's how I'm going to finish off my team. I'm pretty well structured. But you said that your round 13's all fucked up.
0: Yeah, so I, I this is just a little bit of word of advice for everyone. Look at your whole buy structures. Don't just look at this week and say, oh, yeah, I've got 20 playing. I'm good. Because if you're like me, you've got like 21 playing this week and you're happy as Larry. But you look at next week and you've got 16 playing. You need to have a plan. My plan as we speak – now, this could change, obviously. It is only Wednesday. That's when we are recording. My plan this week is to bring in two St. Kilda players. And, yes, they're on the buy this week and including a premium in Jack Sinclair. But that Mm -hmm. is forward planning. That is including trading out Hayes, who is no good to me next week because I am banking on Bruce playing next week, Dano. Do you have any boosts? No. Yeah, no boost.
1: I've cooked my boost. Oh fuck!
0: So like, here's my I, line of
1: thinking. I well, can ima- I imagine. Can bring imagine in- I'm just gonna say this right now. Imagine you bring in Jack Sinclair, and then all of a sudden he's fucking got the flu next week.
0: Oh, don't, don't even. Like
1: I, I, like the thinking of it, but at the same time, like if you didn't, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd honestly just leave it. I wouldn't be trying to plan and bring these guys in because if it fails, it, you're in even worse of a spot.
0: I've played around with also bringing in Sean Darcy next week. Uh, sorry, this week. Yep. Which gives me cover for two weeks. And then I'm obviously stuck on the the Sean Darcy train. I think I'm set on letting English go and bringing him in after his buy, even with his price rises.
1: Yep.
0: Um, and that'll be Darcy Cameron up to Team English personally. So that gives me the ruck forward swing still. Yep. Um, Darcy Cameron should make about the same as Team English this week. So I'm not too concerned about that. That really mitigates itself. Um, Darcy Cameron has a nice juicy matchup against Hawthorne this week. So I'm backing him in to have a nice, nice game. Um, Bruce gives me cover next week. I am I reckon he's in next week. Um, yeah, I might do Darcy instead of Sinclair, but I'll play around with it, obviously. Um, but, but the idea is you don't want to lose ground unless you're looking at, at leagues. If you're just looking at leagues, you're probably okay just to, to focus on two buys and make sure you win those two two weeks. Two out of three ain't bad when it term, in terms of league wins if your league runs through the buys. But you need to look at it holistically. If you're looking at all these dogs players, you have to remember they have the round 13 buy and so does Gold Coast and that's Tuke Miller. So does Sydney, Luke Parker. Uh, if you have Callum Mills, that's Sydney. Uh, if you've got any Adelaide players, hello, Rory Laird owners, Jordan Dawson, etc. Um, Who else has got that by Dano? Um, there's a few popular teams. West Coast, there's a couple of cash cows from there. Um, Brady Hoff looks like a great little moneymaker now, Dano, so I'm glad <coughs> I held on to that little fucker. <laughs> um, but yeah, my point is you've got to look at it holistically. I'm fine for round 12 and round 14, but he's round 13. So that's why I'm looking forward I'm not looking at round 13 by people personally even though those west coast guys are f- sorry western bulldogs guys are very tempting I'm talking both smith and bond in English I want both Ooh. of them in my team you don't want bond I've already got bond ah oh, there you go yeah um so I'm I'm looking at getting all four of the bulldogs forwards
1: imagine if Oh, I better not say this, but imagine, imagine if the Western Bulldogs got COVID.
0: Oh, I wouldn't be the only one <laughs> fucked in that scenario.
1: Like, just imagine, and it's just the, it's just like English, Bontempelli, Bailey Smith, Adam Trelaw, those four, like, and that's four of the six in your forward line.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not touching Trelaw and those hammies, yeah, but that's, yeah, that's I know. You'd be pretty fucked, but at least Robbie McComb might play. At least, hey, Luke Cleary might play. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I don't like too many from
1: one team, especially in one line. Fuck.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I mentioned that at the start of the season, don't know, but I'm going hell for leather because all these dogs, mids, uh, dog forwards are going to score 115, well, the four of them. I think he's going to average 115 on the rest of the year. So I'm going to try and be aggressive in the situation that I'm in. But but my point is look at it holistically. Don't just look at it week to week because you will end up fucking yourself. Um, You might need four trades in order to get cover for next week. And that's what you've got to think about. Um, I'm pretty set on Owens, even if he doesn't play this week, because that's just a cash cow. Sinclair, I may end up swapping around for uh sean darcy and just be set on sean darcy as my R. well one probably with gone r2 but yeah just just look at your structures and and work have a plan just plan out your next three weeks of trades um and work out how many trades you think you'll need um use bryce mitchell on twitter to find out what the prices are going to be at what week um, bit of a shame to say goodbye to Patty McCartan and Sam DeConi in the next couple of weeks, but they've been incredible for us, but yep. just, yeah, plan, 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 write it down, do a spreadsheet, do whatever you need to do, but have a plan. I've got sticky notes stuck to my computer cause I do it at work and um, yeah, I've got my trades written down and what I'm going to do over the next couple of weeks. And, and obviously if someone gets sick or suspended or whatever, then you just, you I've know how up. much money you're working with. Like, I already know next week I'm bringing in Zach Merritt, obviously, if he plays um, at 520K. Yeah, we'll, dis- we'll, we'll, we'll discuss
1: that next week. We'll discuss that next we week because we yeah. will. Anyway, have a we move on to, we'll move on to trade ins for this week. So, defensive primo trade ins. Uh, we've got two that are tied, and Paddy's going to discuss because Paddy wants to go on a massive
0: rant. It's Stuart and oh. I shouldn't Stuart have put back is- on the run sheet, Dano, but here we go. All right. So, all of you fuckers are probably sick of my voice already, but here we go. <laughs> this is something that that a lot of people are thinking about. Dano. James Sicily and Tom Stewart. Tom Stewart, right? They are very expensive. Tom Stewart is six hundred eighteen thousand. James Sicily is six hundred thirty-five thousand. I think you need at least one, if not both, of these guys in your in your finishing squad. And here's why I'm going to maybe float the idea of bringing them in. Okay, maybe not Tom Stewart because he's got the buy next week. James, Sicily has around 14 buy, which is a very good buy. You should be able to cover that. Good buy. Sicily has a break even of 106. And I think he's going to get that easily this week, Dana. I don't know what you think, but um, the way he's playing, he's dropped below 100 just once. When you look at different lines, and I think it's almost the same argument for Tim English, but we'll address that when we get to it. 635000 That's your primo midfield price range, isn't it? Correct. At this stage, these primo mids are actually a little bit up and down. Correct. Like, Lockie Neal scored 160-odd this week. He could easily drop an 80 this week. James Sicily doesn't have that floor. He's getting it every week.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: R- Rory Lead is about the same price as Sicily. So is Darcy Parrish. So is Callum Mills a little bit more expensive. That's the range. Okay. Sam Walsh is the same. about 630. Here's my thing. If you're set on getting these top midfielders, why don't you just, just think about it. I'm not saying this is gospel. Think about it. You've got a couple of days to do trades. Why don't you think about rather than targeting a Callum Mills or a Sam Walsh, let them go. Bring in James Sicily. Why don't you look at the five twenty k range of your of your midfielders? Because I think the difference between Sicily and a five hundred twenty thousand defender is huge. Is larger than the difference between let's use Sam Walsh as an example. Sam Walsh and Zach Merritt.
1: Yeah, I get it. I get it.
0: Um, because I think Zach Merritt can average about the same as Sam Walsh for the rest of the year. Sam Walsh is a better player, hundred percent. I love Sam Walsh. I love watching him play. I would love to have him in my team. He's too expensive. I'm going to get Zach Merritt next week for 100k cheaper. I brought in James Sicily two weeks ago, so I'm not talking about Sicily. I'm probably I probably can't afford Stewart. So this is more just putting the idea out to people. Just have a think about it. Think about what your team might look like with Sicily in it this week. And whether you're happy with Merritt next week, Merritt dropped a 140 on the weekend. Dano, um, he mm. he returned a little bit early from his syndesmosis. He, he's played a little bit of half forward, played a little bit of wing. Wherever he he plays, he's going to score well. The guys the guys classed, right? It's, it's Zach Merritt. He's a superstar. Yeah, um, yeah. he's in one percent of teams as well, which I think is also a really great appeal for Zach Merritt. Now we'll sell Zach Merritt next week after he's had his buy. And he's got a break-even at seventy-five. Yes, we're going to sell that next week, Dano. That's yeah. But I, I hope I hope you understand what I'm trying to say here, Dano, and I hope the listeners do as well. But think about what you could do with that 100k. Whether you're happy with Sam Doherty, who's a little bit up and down and has health issues, um, he's obviously coming off two ACLs. As well as a bout of te- well, two bouts of testicular cancer, like he's had his health issues. Hopefully, stays on the park. Seems like a great bloke. Like watching him play, but he's not hundred percent reliable. Yeah, Sinclair's gone up in price. I don't mean like I'll I'll bring up the defenders right now, but I'm telling you, at that range, it's not looking great.
1: Yeah, I get I get you. I we'll Dan move Houston's five thirty
0: k, and no one's getting Dan Houston.
1: Yeah, we'll move on anyway, because I I reckon you've made your point. So it was discussed Cicely-Stewart situation, one of them. Um, Anyway, move on to the next bloke, which is Jack Crisp. 547K, 105 average, 37%, um, ownership, and 119 break-even. So his role has slightly changed with Pendlebury getting a bit more mid-time, which for some reason didn't translate last week. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, more than what Crisp is getting. And Crispy has gone back to more of like that quarterback style role. Um, but I think our mate Daniel, Daniel Beto, um, said he actually prefers Crisp on the halfback flank playing that sort of role anyway than what he does in the midfield. So, Pato, your
0: thoughts? Yeah, I've mentioned that as well. Um, Crisp played more of a wing role than um, than proper midfield. Um, It's been two weeks now. Penderbury really hasn't scored like he should be in that role, which is interesting, but maybe one to watch out on. Um, But Penderbury had 21 CBAs on the weekend, and Crisp had 11. So, it's interesting. It's interesting. I still think Crisp is at a really good price at 540k or 547k, and I think he'll average 105, and, and I think that's really good, and He's got the round 14 buy, which is really attractive to a lot of people. And I still think he's a great trading option.
1: Yep, yep. Agreed. Now, Lukey Ryan, 450k, 93 average, 102 three-round average in 6% of teams, 23 break even. So his last two scores are 102 and 141. Um, I was pretty hot on him in the in the preseason, Paddo, and he's kind of just fucked it all up for... Me and a fair few other people. Um, I don't actually have him in my team, though. I didn't have the balls to pick him at the start of the year in the end. Um, but is he a good pick now at 450K with his last two games? I think it's a great pick at the moment, Dano. Um
0: Yeah, 450,000 for a guy that has shown the ability to score big um, over two or three years now. So it's not just a one-off one-off wonder. Um, really low break even. So I I think you could definitely do worse. Three-round average of 102, which includes obviously those two big scores. He's only in 6% of teams too, Dano. So he's almost in that POD category. Um, He has been a little bit up and down with his scoring this year. Um, But in saying that, most of his low scores have come against poor teams, Dano. Um, When you take out Geelong, he scored 62 against them. Um most of his lower scores are against the poorer teams where they, the ball really wouldn't have spent that much time in defense. Um he scored 75 yeah. against North, 63 against Gold Coast, 74 against West Coast. Um and I I, I don't mind it, Dono. It, it's the price point. And if your if your cash generation isn't looking great, I think you could definitely do worse for 450k than Luke Ryan. And if Luke Ryan as your D six is going to help you get a Tim English in, who I think could go one thirty for the rest of the year, that's not even an exaggeration. Um, I think you look at it. Yep,
1: fair, fair. I'm going to move on to the mids, but actually, fuck it, we're not even we're not even really going to discuss the mids. Neil or Oliver, um, really, Paddo. Uh, we discuss them pretty much nearly every week. So, I'm, do you want to skip over the mids?
0: Um, yeah, really quickly. The mids. The mids are very bleak. A lot of them have the round twelve by. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's not great. Um, either round twelve or round thirteen. So wait for these round twelve mids. I would if you're gonna be looking at primos this week, I'd be looking to bring in maybe a Tim English or one of the big dogs, Sicily. Um Neil has the round fourteen by, I believe. So um, yeah, if you don't have him for whatever reason. Hmm. Um, But, yeah, I'd be looking to do that rather than looking at midfield primos and you look at your midfielders next week. Yep. Agreed. Um, We'll move on to rucks, though,
1: because we've got a few rucks to discuss. So, first one is Maxi Gorn, 552K, 113 average, 49% of teams. Own him and 119 break-even. So, he looked pretty good um, against Frio. But then, again, so did the the guy that we're going to fucking discuss after him that looked good against Melbourne. Um... (laughs) Yeah, and who is he got this week Pato? Is it um Sydney? Melbourne's got Sydney this week.
0: Yeah, we're talking about Max Gorn. Um Yeah, I, that's what I mean. Didn't, that's what didn't I Didn't mean. catch if you if you mentioned it or not, but yeah, I think if you don't have Gorn and you sort of waited for him to bottom out, this is why you're patient guys. I know we had questions about Gorn when he was at 670k or whatever. Just wait, just wait because you like just wait until the price is right. Be a bit stingy and if you waited, kudos to you, because you're going to get Max Vaughan at 552000 which is ridiculous. Um, yeah. He has the round 14 buy, so he plays next week. Um, I don't think he'll be lower at all for the rest of the year, Dano. and he's got Pete Laddams this week unless Hickey comes back. So it ticks a lot of boxes, Dano. and yeah, yeah, you're not going to get him much cheaper.
1: So, the other guy that I was also referring to that also played well, but who played well against Melbourne, was Sean Darcy at 581k, 108 average, 4% of teams, so massive POD, 68 break even. Now, I posted him as being a cheeky, smoky POD vice captain, captain option last week, Pato, and a fucking boomed, and just like my Tom Stewart suggestion, too. Um, and. Yeah, he, he's just gone off, and I was expecting him to get about a sub-90 to a 90, um, and then he, kick off. Now, his draw coming up, Sean Darcy, and this is why I'm I'm big on him, and I'm, I know you want to discuss why you're not going to be as big on him. So he's got the Lions this week, but then he goes straight over to Hawthorne, who have no fucking ruck, and then he has uh, his bye, and then he goes round 15. Who does he have? He has fucking Carlton, who he sh- he should fucking dominate Carlton's ruckman Sam DeConing. although no, sorry Tom DeConing, the inferior DeConing. Um And then he's got Port Adelaide, who again have fucking no real ruck. And then he goes off again against St Kilda, who actually do have rucks. So and that's not until round 17. So he's actually got a nice little run, four game run there, Paddo. And then round 18 yeah. he's got Sydney who he doesn't mind. So yeah, I I really don't mind the Sean Darcy call this week. If you wanna bring him in for someone like Bruce, that's if you're gonna offload Bruce. Pato reckons Bruce will play next week and he might, he might not, we don't know. But that's that's the love of the thing of with super coach and fantasy football.
0: The thing with Bruce is he came off the flu and we don't know how bad he got it. Tim English missed a whole month of footy. Off this flu? No, three weeks. So he got the flu and then miss an extra two weeks on top of what he was meant to with yeah, his hamstring. Bruce played so, BFL, mate. yeah, and he didn't play well. So, did he get hit by the flu and he wasn't hundred percent? Yeah, maybe. I'm obviously going to wait till next week. If he's not named next week, obviously I'll turn Pruce into pretty much whoever I want to. I'm back and Pruce into play next week. But Sean Darcy right now. My thing is, I'm very big on draw, Dano, and I don't just look at the next month. I look at the whole season. So we'll this go down to is, the whole season. <laughs> this is Sean Darcy's last month. So in round 20, he plays Melbourne.
1: Yep. I know he, he just scored a I know, huge score against Melbourne. So, yep.
0: I know, but Stephen May will be playing by then. So I don't love that matchup. Then he's got to chase Tim English around, which is pretty much a 210-centimetre midfielder.
1: Then he's got he's never the played
0: Western Bulldogs ever, which is very interesting. And yeah. then he's got the Eagles, where Nick Nat will probably play. Um, he averages forty-three against Nick uh, West Coast in two games. And then he plays the Giants, who will probably have Bruce, who is kind of yeah, he'll probably get one twenty odd in that game. So it's not a great last month of the season, Dano. Now, granted, yeah, he has a great next month. Then he's got the the Ryder and and Marshall. Duo, which is probably one of the better duo ruck duos in the comp. Then he's got Sydney and Richmond, which is a great two weeks, but it's that last month that worries me. And that's why I've avoided Brayshaw um in terms of midfield matchups. And I'm I'm going to avoid Darcy, I think, at this stage as well.
1: Yeah, oh, random, random question. Are you are you going to eye off Nat Fife at all? Once he comes back? Ooh. Oh, I love this Nat like, Fife. Oh, He's playing what? Waffle this week, Dana. Waffle. Nat
0: Fife. They might get more viewers for the Waffle game than the Frio game this week. They're streaming it. They've already got the link up. <laughs> yeah. That's the most most attention to the Waffle show ever.
1: I think it's gonna be on seven plus. On like seven two or some shit. am sure they're actually streaming it. Yeah, fuck. Anyway. All for Nat Five. Um anyway, we'll move on to the forwards. Um, Fuck, we keep saying this bloke every Hang on, week. we've got one more ruck to talk about. Oh, yeah, fuck. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll start this one off. Paddo loves this bloke. He picked that he was going to come out and go boom. Anyway, it's Riley O'Brien, 523k, 106 average, 2% of teams have picked him, 72
0: break-even. Go, Pado. Yeah, round 13, buy. But if it suits your buy structures and you already have Gorn, because if, you, if you're looking at this range, you may as well just try and get 30k for Gorn. But... Riley O'Brien, 523,000, Dano. He's a man on a mission. Um, Scored a lazy one seventy-five around 11. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you listened to me last week, then kudos to you. Um, I doubt it though, but I can see this guy just taking the rest of the season by the scruff of the horns. Um, He's got a pretty attractive run home in terms of rucks as well. Um, it does have Melbourne in round 16, but we can deal with that. But other than that, it's looking pretty good. Um, well, wits in round 14, but we'll deal with that. <laughs> um, he's got a point to prove. Getting dropped for two weeks does a lot to a, to a guy's pride. And Riley O'Brien is a proud guy. And he is going to be pretty hungry to do very well for the rest of the year. He's averaging 106, which is not bad at all. Like, that's a really good average. I can see him pushing 110 for the rest of the year, not just total, but like for the rest of the year. And I think the price point is pretty good if it allows you to go a Sicily in defence. Um, I think a combination of O'Brien and Sicily will do you as good, if not better, than uh, a Darcy and Sinclair, or a or an English and I don't know, Dano Luke Ryan, like. I think Riley O'Brien is fine as a substitute for those top primo guys. I think the ruck line is looking pretty good. and There's probably six, seven, eight blokes that could all average 110 on the rest of the year, and I think you're more than happy with that.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, we'll move on to the forwards. Um, So the first one, we speak about him every fucking week. If you didn't start him, shit times. And that's Will Brody, 552K, 105 average, 56% of teams have him, 77 break even. Got Nat Five coming into the waffle this week. I don't think it'll affect Will Brody in the slightest. I think he he's an in and out of dirty man um when Fife does come back. So yeah, I he, he's he's set he's i I'm not upgrading him, Paddo, unless something
0: bad happens and he gets injured hardcore. I'll tell you what, Nat Fife won a Brownlow off the back of someone else doing the dirty work in that midfield and that's true. He obviously left him and, and plays for Brisbane now, but Nat Fife playing an outside role and not having to do all this dirty work. I think they're both going to be really really elite for the rest of the year. But anyway, mm. um yeah, Will Brody's still a great option even if you don't have him if you for whatever reason you don't have him around 14 buy so it suits most people's buy structure. I thought 550k is still a great price point. Um Luke Parker is slightly cheaper, but they're both really good and probably going to be top 6, top 8. So yeah. Yeah, I think both need to be in your team. Yep. I oh, don't want to talk about this guy. Neither do I. I traded him out last week. Uh,
1: remember Remember when I said on the podcast, someone in one of the chats said that he was thinking of bringing him in last week because he thinks he was going to go good against Carlton? We're talking yep. about Jordan degoey he who shall not be named. At 426k, 89 average, 10% of teams have him. 57 break even. He finally cracked his, what, second 100 for the season. And... Yeah. Yeah, I I feel dirty having him in my team, absolutely fucking dirty. I wouldn't feel dirty if the frickin' prick actually scored hundreds every week, but it is what it is. Yeah. So, Pato, do we want to discuss him or? <laughs>
0: I think we have to for the the sake of our listeners. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Another one that has around fourteen by, so that's a tick. Yep stormed home last year from about round 13 onwards. That's a tick. The role hasn't changed all year, so he's playing midfield. That's a tick. He's playing for a contract, Dano, whether that's at Collingwood or whether that's somewhere else. He's been playing but shit I for think, it, though. <laughs> I think that's a tick. I think he'll be pretty hungry to, to do well for the rest of the year because he's adding, adding digits onto his contract. Dano, Dano, Dano. Just don't like it. I've I don't either, Dano. I traded I the fucker like out last week.
1: <laughs> to Bontem Pally
0: again. To Bontem Pally. Don't no. Do not say the L word. fucking <laughs> god. That fucker's averaging one thirty L- since I traded him out. Might as well chuck on a fucking umpire's uniform and start umpiring with those fuckers. We haven't even talked about that yet, Dano. Yeah, all
1: good, all good. Um, anyway, anyway, um, yeah, I just want to move on from Jordan to I just want to move on from him.
0: The price is tantalising. He's got a good buy, and he's playing for a contract and has a great role.
1: Yeah, anyway, Tim but English, anyway, Tim English. Tim, Tim English. Five <laughs> ninety seven k, hundred and twenty eight average. Nineteen percent of teams have him. Fifty five break even. Looks fucking nutty, Paddo. Um, he's picked up where he left off when he had the flu, the flu game, Michael Jordan style.
0: Yeah, it hurts because I played with the idea of bringing him in instead of Bontempelli last week. I just, I couldn't bring myself to do it and watching Bontempelli spud it up essentially while Tim English did whatever the fuck he wanted. It hurt. It hurt. hurt. Um, He's looking good. Yeah. He's he's got DPP. He's not going to be under 600K for the rest of the year. Um, Granted, he missed five weeks, but his scoring is ridiculous. 123 against the reigning premiers, mind you. Mm. 99, 152, 96, 138, 160 coming off a three-week flu. Mm. Like, yeah, it was against a waffle team, but fuck me. Didn't he score 200 or something last
1: year or the year before? Probably. Yeah, he did. He did. He scored two hundred either last year or the year before. It's fucking huge. So he's got, he's yeah. got, he's got a two
0: hundred game in him, Paddo. What the fuck? And well, yeah, because the guy gets twenty, twenty-five touches, and he gets thirty odd hitouts, and can kick goals. Like mm. he's a unicorn. He, when he's playing this really ruck rock, one,
1: yeah. Fuck Nick Cox being the unicorn. Tim English is the unicorn.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and he looks a little bit unicorny as well.
1: So he does. He looks like he needs. He looks like he's one of those fucking vampires out of Twilight. <laughs> he, does,
0: he does. He does. But no, he played with Jordan Sweet as well. I don't know if Jordan Sweet makes the team this week, Dano. Honestly, I think they probably just played him as an insurance policy, just in case English didn't have the 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 petrol to go through. Not enough petrol tickets, but um, he got through all right and scored one sixty. So.
1: Tim English. Get him now or
0: never get him at all? Uh, No, that's not true because I'm going to bring him in after his bye. I'm going to wait. Bring
1: him in now or bring him in after his bye, but don't bring him in any later.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. You've got two weeks to get him in. Otherwise, you're going to watch him score 140 in your league finals and you're going to be spewing. So it's hard to pay up for these sort of guys, but some people you just need to bring in, even if it means – Sacrificing your F6 or your D6 to a to a Luke to a Luke Ryan or just a, a bottomed out, maybe an ex primo, maybe a Jake Lloyd. Like I'd prefer to have Jake Lloyd at D6 if it means bringing in Tim English, than trying to go a a Sam Doherty and I don't know Dano Riley O'Brien. Like, yeah, that's fair. The, c- the ceiling is just too high. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway,
1: we'll move on to the next one which is another Bulldog, and then we've got another Bulldog after that. Um, So this first Bulldog, we talk about these guys every fucking week. Bailey Smith, 552k, 112 average, 12% of teams own him, 65 break even. He's going to get the price, a a, a price rise this week. Not as much as Timmy English though, unless he fucking goes fucking 160 or some shit. I don't know. But anyway, Bailey Smith, we we are talking him up, and then he got pulled out of the game last week. So um he's had a delayed
0: price rise. If you want to jump on, jump on now, Pato. Well, not necessarily. He he had the flu this week, so we don't know how he's gonna play. He's not even a guarantee to play. He if he got it bad as well, um, he may not even play. Um, but with a break even of 65, it's the same as English. It's either this week, it's either after the buy, or it's not at all. Yep. Yep. And
1: then the other one we got is Marcus Bontempelli. Okay, bon, the Bont. Uh, 589k, 111 average. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 111 average. 13% of teams own him and 122 break even. So he's got a high break even, but. And I didn't even see this on the run sheet and I was looking him up as a VC option. C option this week, Pato. And you put him in the run sheet that his last two against Geelong are 143 and 122. So. And, he, yeah, he likes to play Marvel well. So he could even hit that one break even, but if he does, the price won't go up too much. If he doesn't, the price will drop a little bit. So you can kind of afford to hold off until after his buy if you wanted to um, and prioritise maybe an English or a Bailey Smith. Probably English, though. or Yeah, Sicily.
0: the awkward thing is Bontopelli could be the one that scores the most out of yeah. <laughs> like that whole or... dog's group. Because he loves these big games. He loves he just Geelong. Seems to, yeah, he does. Um, loves Marble Stadium. Um, Geelong seemed to put a bit of effort into Jack McRae, and it just sort of lets the other guys go nuts a little bit. McRae averages 87 against Geelong, which for Jack McRae is very low. Um, So, yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it, Dano? Um, I think you've got to let – if you don't have him, I think you've got to let him go because he's not going to rise much before he's by. But he's another, like, you can say it about so many guys, this is another one you're going to want in your team, though, as a forward. Yeah,
1: there's there's heaps. There's heaps I want in my team that I can't get them in all at once. But anyway, we'll move on to listener questions, Pato. Um, I put out on Twitter um, earlier today um, about our late recording this week. So we got only two questions, but one of them is more of a reiteration on the first um, one. One of them did. Anyway, so Noah has asked, thinking about Heaney to Josh Kelly, to doing it this week as Heaney is projected to drop 20k or wait till next week when Heaney has the buy. See, I'm... Again, I'm not for bringing in guys already that have the buy because what what if you bring them in and then next week they're rested or some shit or they get the flu? Because the flu's going around. Gastro's going around. I should fucking know, shouldn't I, Pato? So, (laughs) like...
0: Yes, yeah, I've heard you've had a pretty shit week, Dana. Fucking tell me about it.
1: Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm not all for trading in someone that's already got like has their buy this week for someone that is playing, but you seem to have a different idea, Paddo.
0: I don't think it's worth it for Josh Kelly. Yeah,
1: he's yeah. It's I think it's more so he doesn't want to Heaney Heaney's dropped off the face of the cliff, and he's worried about him dropping too much money. <coughs> Even I think
0: surely. I don't mind jumping off Heaney. I think he's looking ridiculous. Um, I'm glad I didn't bring him in for that reason um, because the role was so volatile because he's too good up forward. Yep. I think if you're looking at Kelly, he's 620K. I think you can look at someone with around 14 by that price and it's going to be a lot better. Um, If you're looking for someone that's playing next week, um, even James Sicily if you don't have Sicily at 635k it's only another 15k um or not even looking at the midfield um can you upgrade your your rock can you get to yeah I don't know Dano? like anyway. I think there's better options
1: well, we'll moves on to the next question which was from Nathan which Rick um, actually reiterated so they, he just said one question Proust to English question mark and Rick said 100 percent the only trade I'm doing this week it's Proust to English, and I don't mind. I say it. no.
0: Ooh. I say no.
1: You're so, you're so adamant Proust is coming back. He's going to come back bigger, bigger and better than ever. Yep, that's fair. I am.
0: I think... I hope he I does for my draft Flint, team. I think Flynn got bullied around a bit, Dano. I think he got beaten, and he was yeah, okay.
1: Two two rucks versus one, that's always going to happen. Correct. Yeah, Sproul's not a ruck.
0: Correct, but he plays north in round 13. Who plays dual rucks? He plays the dogs in round 14 and then he plays Collingwood in round 15. Who are, I mean, kind of playing dual rucks, but they're pretty much forwards instead. But yeah, I just get this feeling that Bruce is going to come back. His break even is only 47, so he's got more money to make and he's got the buy this week. So he gives you that cover in round 13 and round 14. I think it's just too valuable.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And I will go on to the Facebook questions. Fucking hell. Okay, so first one we've got is Jason. He said, Worth going Proust to Gorn this week to have Gorn for the next two weeks. Have 20 playing this week without trading Proust, but looking for the bigger score. I feel Proust has more cash to make, though. He said, Could also downgrade to a rookie and bank the cash as I've got the two extra players and trade up next week. Which one would you guys do? And I think is going to say, Don't trade Proust.
0: Well, yeah. I'm torn because I think Gorn, this is the week to get gone. If it's going to get you gone, I'd probably be okay with trading Proust um, because Gorn gives you that cover in round 13 anyway, next week. Yep. It just depends on the buy structures. That's the thing. Um, I like English more. Yeah, he may not have the, the money for English, so that's he probably the thing. already
1: has English, actually.
0: <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, it's yeah. possible. So... Yeah, I think it's gonna get if it's gonna get you gone, I think Bruce isn't a bad trade out, but Okay. Yeah.
1: We'll move on Bruce to the next one. Bruce could have
0: scored similar to gone for the rest of the year, don't know.
1: Move on to the next one, which is Tate. What's up, Tate? What's cracking? What's what's popping? He goes, What the fuck is up with Bruce being named emergency? So he is fit to play I don't need the stress in buy rounds. <laughs> so it's more of a statement than anything. Um, what the fuck is up with Bruce being named emergency? Well, he had the flu, and then, yeah, Pato's probably right in that they wanted to play him in the VFL just in case he was flu-affected still, which he played shit in the VFL. He did. He played Poo. Uh, but he's got another week off this week, and then he should be—you'd you, think he'd be back next week, but I don't. Isn't that right, Paddy?
0: Yeah, it's there? it's an interesting one. Um, Bruce came up against Abbott and Conway. I don't even know who Conway is. Um, he's, I didn't watch the game. His stats don't scream that he's coming back in. 17 hit outs, 11 touches, zero goals. I don't know how much of that is the fact that he had the flu and he wasn't 100%. I don't even he's know how arrested. much game time he played, Dano. Yep. I don't even know if he went to the VFL and sucked it up to the point where he was just like, fucking I I'm going to try. No, he wouldn't. These are a lot of variables that we don't know.
1: Uh, Yeah, I have a feeling it might have been more rested than anything.
0: Yeah, so I just get this sense that you have the week off this week, which, so he's had a run last week. He'll get the week off this week. And then he's good to go. And he's had his three weeks off since his flu. And, I mean, we saw what Tim English did after three weeks off after the flu. Hmm. Yeah, different, like, Proust isn't scoring 160 this week, but sorry, next week. I just, yeah, I just feel like he's coming in.
1: Yep, yep. Um, Pantelis says, thoughts on the must-have mid-season recruits? Whoa. Whoa. You, you know, you know who I'm going to say,
0: Pato Massimo.
1: Fucking no, actually... Massimo.
0: We should start with the number one pick, Dano. Joey Cully was number one with the Eagles. Was probably the most ready-made bloke drafted. Yeah, that's fair. He could he could play this week, Dano.
1: Yeah, West Coast. Yeah, yeah.
0: I still reckon Massimo's uh, the like pick of all
1: centimetre, of them. One ninety-one centimeter put in. I still reckon Massimo's the pick of all of them. Man's a yeah, beast no, of a halfback I agree. flank. I'd- like I'm 130 just not super coach sure. points or whatever he's averaging. It's some ridiculous number of half. Yeah, back. I'm
0: just not sure he comes straight into the team this week. It's well,
1: sorry, messenger. next week they've
0: got the bye. Um, I really like Helen Dawson. He's a ready-made defender that North Melbourne drafted with pick two. As someone that could come in and play straight away. This is what I'm talking about. Massimo will probably play this year, but not maybe this week. Massimo
1: D'Ambrosio. How fucking good is that name?
0: i love Massimo. He's playing for VFL, uh, Richmond VFL. How fucking good is that name? He's also he... injured, Dano.
1: Oh, he has been injured, yeah. He got injured on the weekend. Oh, fuck off. I did not know this. Ah, shit times. Yeah. Shit times. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's still the best pick out of all of them. Um, let's go through... Brett Turner, don't know much about him. Wade Dirksen, key forward, live wire, key forward. Brett, for the,
0: Brett yeah. Turner, sorry. Brett Turner is a 28-year-old midfielder who's been playing Sample for 10 years. Um, so, look, he could be ready to go. Um, Adelaide have had a couple of injuries, so maybe he plays. But I feel like it's more of a, an insurance policy than anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, Callan Dawson, we mentioned. I think he's going to be great. And at 102K, if he's named this week, they got the round 14 by, depending on how he goes. Um, maybe next week is a great trading option for it, or a downgrade from Paddy and or uh, Sam DeConing. Don't know. Sam Durden got picked up by Carlton, from the former North player. Is there any relation to Corey there?
1: No, uh, I don't know. But Sam Sam was on it like... he. Didn't he play for North Melbourne? previously? He was on their list, yeah. Yeah, actually, and then Carlton like got Will Hayes. Wasn't he already on their list, or was he like playing for their VFL side, something like that? it will be something like that. Anyway, none of the Carlton picks jump out at me; they don't really need help. But yeah, the the top the first three picks are the ones that I'd be looking at. Maybe, maybe Jacob Bauer, who got picked up by Richmond. Yeah, just
0: not sure he comes into the team, don't know. Um, They're the only ones I can really look
1: at. I don't think Wade Dirksen's really going to come in straight away, um, if at all. He's a key forward for the Giants. Um, they're, They're trying to find someone that can play up forward with Hogan. Riccardi's been pushed to the wing, so this might be a... McVeigh going, fucking, we need another tall forward. I don't know. Yeah. Still young. I think he's like 19. But they're the only ones I can really think of and look at.
0: Max Ramsden might be someone to look at, Dano, um, with Hawthorne's ruck situation. And could be the 102K ruck forward DPP that we are looking for. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. To, because the there isn't swings.
0: currently one. A lot of people are looking at the Port Adelaide guy that's won seventeen K, but you never know when that fifteen K is going to come in handy, Dano. And could be mm. I don't know, they should be up before this weekend, Dano, surely. Yeah, they would be. They should, they should be in the game in tomorrow. tomorrow. Um yeah. I'm shocked, Dano, Jake Florenka didn't didn't get picked up. Um he scored one fifteen or something ridiculous as a top up player for West Coast. Can't remember who it was against, but played in the midfield and and dominated and was probably their best player that night and um, wasn't drafted, which seems a little bit strange. Hmm. Interesting. Um, But yeah, other than that, it's not looking great. James Blank, there's a bit of hype around him. Hawthorne's picked 20 um, as a defender, but it just depends on whether he plays or not. But Hawthorne have a really good system down there at Box Hill, and they've drafted him from Box Hill, so he's come from within, he knows the systems. Just like Richmond, they're, they're sort of building their VFL program to to sync up with the Richmond AFL program and obviously Hawthorne with Box Hill as well, so just having that transition a lot easier because everyone's running the same systems. so yep. I yeah, think that's, that's why Essendon was so keen on Massimo as well, out of the, the Richmond VFL side, to come in, Essendon job. are trying to do Trying to do is the key word. Um, trying to do what Richmond did in sixteen seventeen, where they were trying to build towards the flag. But yeah. He's a
1: fucking gun. I'll say, it, I keep saying, it. he's a fucking gun. No, um, he anyway,
0: is, he is. But he's injured.
1: <laughs> we are not called the Supercoach co captains for nothing. So every week we give you guys VC and C options to try and separate your team from everyone else's Um give you the slight edge. So Friday we kick off with the Western Bulldogs versus the Geelong Cats. And we've already mentioned one of our. VC options earlier and that is Marcus Bontempelli for me Paddo we already said his scores that his last two scores versus Geelong um I mentioned Tom Stewart last week and Tom Stewart actually has a really good history against the Western Bulldogs so Tom Stewart's also another one for me Paddo um these these are his last two scores 143 122 oh I know that's that's fucking that's Marcus Bontempelli no that's 120 saying. and 104 and 120 and 104 and 114 his last three. It's still And and he wasn't as elite as what he is now. And was lowest was 104 in the last three games. So they're my two likeable ones for this one. We don't really like McRae too much with his history against
0: Geelong, do we, Paddo? I mean, as a VC, maybe roll, roll the dice. Um, Jack McRae seems to alternate big scoring weeks. Josh Dunkley um so this might be the, a Dunkley week again the interesting thing is don't know if you look at the patterns starting in round 4 Jack McRae against Richmond had 158 and then 153 in round 5 then he went 92 and 89 then he went 144 and 117 then he went 104 and 102 so if you look at the 2 2 2, two model um he should go maybe big. McRae is due for a couple of big big weeks here um Pontepelli, I do. It's it's really hard to VC in this game because I think there's juicier matchups later on in the round. I, I really like the Josh Dunkley VC.
1: Yeah, but. Let's have a look at his scoring against. Oh, no, not that great against Geelong. <laughs> I just. I can't. I don't know, Dano. I don't know. The week after against the Giants, Josh Dunkley usually plays well against the Giants, but that's next week. Oh, sorry, next round, not this round. Um. I'm going to stick with my Bontempelli and my Stuart calls on this one, Pato.
0: I like Bontempelli or English. I think English could go big.
1: Oh, yeah, English as well. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. Fuck. Okay. Saturday's game. This could be a juicy, juicy one for your man. Um, Adelaide Crows versus the West Coast Eagles at Adelaide Oval. And Pato's man could go big again. Who's that Who, <laughs>
0: Rory Led.
1: No, I was gonna say Riley O'Brien. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. No,
1: for He's sure Rob. Nah no, Rory Led's my man. You had you you keep on talking down Rory Laird.
0: Yeah no like... I thought you were talking shit saying that oh, Rory no. Led could go big again for me. <laughs> Not that I have him.
1: <laughs> nah, no. Nah. Tell you what, value picks Ben Keys is still a value pick in the midfield. Still a value pick. Don't mind him. Yeah. If it helps you get a, a um, Timmy English or a James Sicily.
0: Yeah. No, Riley O'Brien, I think, could go like monster again this week.
1: And
0: mm. Even could balloon to like 10, Dano if he goes 150 odd again.
1: <laughs> Won't surprise me.
0: It will not surprise
1: me, especially in front of the Adelaide crowd. Um, yeah, the only other one that I could think of that could go okay in this one is actually Alex Witherton. Um, his last score against Adelaide was one twenty-two, when he played. Them. This this was when he played for West Coast, not Brisbane, um, and then he just hasn't pretty much played them since. <laughs> so last might year, depend really on nine, whether
0: or not Hearn plays this week.
1: I don't. Oh. I don't know. I still think that we will get a fair chunk of it. Yeah, he'll get a fair chunk of it. Old man, hands on the out. air. Um, yeah, Rory Laird. <laughs> yep, I was waiting for it. That might have a bit of the Rory Laird. Um, anyone else you can think of, Paddo? Not really. No. Not really. The, the fucking blockbuster game's up next, Paddo. Oh, yeah. Oh. Gold Coast versus North Melbourne. Oh, yeah. Did you There's see- actually a
0: really juicy VC option here.
1: Did you see... Well, my balls just dropped then. Did you see... Um- Bad time. <laughs> oh, fuck. If it, no one... Yeah, I've basically got a beard and tattoos, so it's as funny as fuck that my boys <laughs> uh- <laughs> Um, Gold Coast run home in the last 11 games is actually ridiculously
0: good. Oh, it's juicy as fuck, yeah.
1: I reckon they'll make finals. I reckon they'll make finals,
0: 100%. Yeah, just saying, Toot Miller has a break-even of 173 with a round 13 buy. He's going to be pretty tantalising next week, don't know, if you don't have him already.
1: Oh, the weekend.
0: In saying that, he could crack his break-even against North.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, would not surprise me. You know who... <laughs> You know who could fucking go big? You know who could go Wits? big? Fucking Luke McDonald.
0: <laughs> oh, fuck up.
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine if he pumped out a 170 or some shit.
0: <laughs> imagine, imagine. That'd be hilarious. Who fucking would they? Okay. <laughs>
1: Whoo good shit. Good times. Good times. Nah, he fucking like plays it.
0: next week too.
1: <laughs> yeah, Took Took's the only one. Well sorry, Took. Took is the only one oh, in this one that I really like.
0: Not Jared Witts?
1: No, he's got Goldie.
0: Goldie? No, he's got the fossil of Goldie.
1: Still got Goldie. Goldie's going on. Have all you right. seen have you seen Jared Witts'
0: scoring? Yeah, a bit. True,
1: true. Remember at the start of the season when everyone was like, oh, nah, fucking Jared Witts won't be a keeper. He's just a cash care. Yeah, gonna
0: and now people are bringing
1: him in at 600k. It's like fucking all Australian ruck right now. Um, Yeah, Witts, not a bad chat. Anyone else? No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah,
0: no, yeah. No, nah, not unless you've got Marby or Chol.
1: Whoa, <laughs> oh, POD of the week. Mabio or Chol. Okay. Hey, he's
0: DPP, forward rock. Jesus. Uh, average of 75, three-round average of 88. Yeah, right. Coming off a uh, of 105. No, I'm good. <laughs> you sure?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm good, fam. I'm good. Um, we'll move on to the next game, which is Melbourne versus the Swans at the MCG. Or as Sydney fans like to call it, the inferior cricket ground.
0: I reckon oh. Melbourne would have got that 50-metre penalty, Dana. Nah. Nah.
1: What? There, there was no 50-metre penalty on, mate. There was no 50. Hey, how's, how's uh, Josh Gibkiss going to win the Rising Star when he hasn't been nominated yet?
0: <laughs> because, mate, there's a vendetta against Richmond because we were good and no one liked us when we were good. <laughs> They oh, shat man. on us for years, and all of a sudden we had five really good years, and now they hate us.
1: No, there was no 50-meter penalty, mate. I can I can bring up the rules, and I can go through it with a fine-tooth comb. Anyway, Melbourne versus Sydney. Melbourne versus Sydney.
0: The umpires affected two results Melbourne versus weekend. Sydney.
1: <laughs>
0: Melbourne Carlton versus fans Sydney. would also be livid because there was a high at the end of that game that should have been paid that wasn't. Yeah, I know.
1: Dion Prestier actually uh, whacked the opposition Chad Warner over the head while he was collecting the ball. It should have been high contact. Freaking We're not Sydney. talking about that game. We're talking
0: about Carlton. <laughs> anyway, Melbourne versus Sydney. Clayton Oliver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually think Oliver might get tagged in this game. Whoa.
1: Whoa. What do they normally do?
0: Maybe is going to bounce back after his illness last weekend. Sydney,
1: last time he played Sydney, 125. The time before that, 130.
0: Yeah, and don't look at Petrarca's last two. They're shit? Yeah.
1: <laughs> his last three is shit.
0: Yeah, look, Max Corn is an interesting one just because um, Laddams is probably the matchup. Yeah, but... He's not a good ruck, but he's good around the ground, Laddams. Yeah, and, and if that's the case, maybe they look at Gorn more forward because Jackson might be seen as a better matchup to go with Laddams around the ground. So I don't want to, I don't want any part of that. It wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me if Gorn got 160, but it also wouldn't surprise me if Gorn got 90. So I'll just be happy with what he got um, and be done with it. I actually think I'm going to try and BC twice on Sunday, Dano. Now... It sucks because I'm probably going to be out suit shopping for my best mate's wedding at the end of the year. Well, I but you bet I'll up... be looking at my phone.
1: Well, I can't look up scores right now because uh Supercoach is 403 error, so they um, must be adding the players on now. Oh, I'm still on there though. Click a refresh, son. On up now. I've refreshed and I'm back on again. Hey. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was just me being a look up one of them. Look up Massimo, see if he comes up near. Cool. Isaac Heaney actually likes playing Melbourne.
0: No players found.
1: Isaac Heaney actually likes
0: Melbourne. the interesting thing is Stephen May won't play this game and either will Buddy. So maybe Heaney is the number one target up forward and and he kicks a bag.
1: Mm, Juicy.
0: They're going to need someone to
1: kick those goals. And he likes a good junk time. Goal, too. Late one. Gets an extra 30 points. Oh, yeah. It does. I'll move on to Sunday. So we got Hawthorne versus Collingwood at the MCG.
0: This is the juicy one, Dano.
1: Who you got in this one, Pato?
0: James Sicily. Sicily.
1: Yeah, Sis Dog. Don't mind.
0: So Ooh. not only is he obviously scoring ridiculously this year, Last year, obviously, he didn't play against Collingwood, but the two before that, Dano, 2019, yep. he had a 141, Woo. and
1: 2020 had a 132
0: Woo. against Collingwood. So uh, this, I think, this is going to be my VC, Dano.
1: Well, he can't be your VC. He's going to be your C.
0: No, it's going to be my VC. There's one more oh, game true. after this. True,
1: there is one more game after this. Oh, you sly dog! Hey. The, buy, the buy players.
0: So you can use.
1: So if anyone that doesn't know, you can actually anyone <laughs> use, you can use a buy player as your captain.
0: Just put Prus on field. Just
1: keep keep Bruce on field, um, and just put the C on him if you want your vice cap uh, vice captain score because the the buy play, the buy teams basically you can shift them around as much as you want. They don't get locked out. It's fucking great. Ultimate, loop holes this ultimate, loophole ultimate this loopholes this week. Ultimate loopholes. Anyone from Collingwood, Paddy?
0: Yeah, it, it tempts yeah. me, and it might depend on the, the team lineup. Ooh.
1: Don't say Cameron.
0: Darcy Cameron. <laughs> Fuck off. No.
1: No. If,
0: if Mason Cox plays, then no. But if Darcy Cameron is rocking a whole game against Jacob kozicki <laughs> I yep. butchered that. Yeah, um, can. I can see him getting one thirty. Don't know. Yeah, fair, fair.
1: Not bad yet. Not best Yeah, okay. Um, I. Oh, Tom Mitchell's got a point to prove.
0: In the moment, you want to hear a clang? do What's this? So in RDT, I did my trades and I was set on bringing Tom Mitchell in last yeah. week. Yeah. And then there were late changes. What were the late changes? No, oh, no, Cleary was named as the sub. So I reversed my trades and then something else came up. I think I was probably went over to my supercoach team and I'm watching the Hawks game and I thought, yeah, Tom Mitchell's killing it. Like he had a shit out supercoach score because his efficiency wasn't great, but his. Getting plenty of the footy, so I'm like, yep, yep, RDT yeah. it's going to be great. And I had the VC on him as well, so I was like, whoa, whoa, here we go. I checked my team Saturday evening after the Hawks game. Yep. I hadn't done any trades.
1: Uh...
0: <laughs> any uh... trades, Dano. That well... includes that includes the cash cows. So I still had Carol, oh, no. who I was downgrading to Saligo. And oh, they no. all... All the rookies last week that were on the bubble had already played. That's fucking shit. Yeah, but it's RDT, so I don't really care. Yeah,
1: that's fair. Um, Tom Mitchell's last couple against Collingwood are one fifty and one twenty two.
0: Yeah, it, the only issue is, can you trust him? Can you trust the well? role going to be VC. A... He's played a bit of half forward, which is a little bit as weird. a VC.
1: If you've got him, because there's four point eight percent of teams that have
0: Tom Mitchell. Still, yeah. I mean, he had the most CBAs out of anyone on that Hawks team, so
1: I'm going to give him the, smoke, the Smoky. The Smoky this week. My Smoky POD under five percent. He just sneaks under five percent ownership. Will be. I will tell Mitchell. you
0: what, I've I've missed someone on the run sheet. We going to watch oh, who this. You Who'd you miss? Tom Mitchell. Oh, there you go. Four. We got to go through this, don't Dono. Four hundred eighty k. I know. Four hundred. So he's cheaper than Zach Merritt. He plays in round fourteen. So does Zach Merritt. Break even of seventy. Had a week off. Looks great in the two weeks since then, except for last week. Let's not even talk about his average.
1: <laughs> last week he only got eighty five. But
0: yeah, but he had thirty touches and played midfield. It was just his disposal efficiency that kind of cooked him. And he yep. played in a seventy point loss. Twenty nine touches. Had eight clangers. Three frees against. Like. The stats are there on the surface. Four hundred and eighty thousand Dano, that is so fucking cheap.
1: And you know what's scary? They actually think that he's gonna drop even more in price. They reckon he's gonna bottom out at four thirty seven K. Do they? Why? Um, look at look at his um price projections, but that's his projected scores ninety four against Collingwood. Which Oh yeah,
0: no, he'll score a lot more than that against Collingwood.
1: But then he's got an 83 projected against Fremantle, 78 against Western Bulldogs, 85 against the Giants. So he just keeps going down, down, down.
0: I'll tell you what, he's got a good run home as well. I know. I know. He's got the dogs twice, but that's pretty much it.
1: Mm. Yeah, but I I don't mind him as a sneaky POD VC this week. But anyway, we'll move on to the last game, which is Fremantle versus Brisbane. I was actually just looking at Sean Darcy for this one, but I don't actually, he doesn't actually score. no, 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 Lockety nah. Lock. Locky Neal. Locky Neal. Lockety Lock.
0: Lock in the Neal. He's played two games against his old team and he's averaged 125. His last game was a lazy 171.
1: Yep. Nah, lock, Locky, Locky Neal. Lockety
0: Lockety Neal. Yep. Freo haven't tagged this year. Um, Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. 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 You don't have to say anymore. You've just given up all nah. the information that you need. Yep. Lockety Locky Neil. All right. Oh, right, Paddo, uh, what's your Twitter handle for anyone that has not blocked you on Twitter yet?
0: I might be bringing in Tom Mitchell this week.
1: Um, it is at C, <laughs> And mine is at C. Paddo, do you want anything more to add other than fucking licking your asshole like you said last week? <laughs>
0: Hey, no, it's not me doing it. <laughs> anyway, no, yeah, plan, plan ahead. Look at cover, uncover every stone. Um, look at guys like Tom Mitchell. Ignore the average. Look at the eye test. Look at stats. Look at history. Um, Luke Ryan is a great option. Tom Mitchell is a great option. Don't just get sucked in by those big guys. I know, I know. I said Sicily is a great option because he plays in round fourteen, and and you can just get it. But uh, Tom Mitchell does allow you to go with James Cisterly, um Zach okay. Merritt, etc. So, okay. yeah, just plan yourself out.
1: Yeah, And, guys, we're not going anywhere uh, like Paddo's father going down to the shops to grab a carton of milk. Um, we're not going anywhere. and We will be back, um, again, unlike Pato's dad. Um, so, yeah, if you want any advice over the buyers, just chuck us a message and whatever. Um, we'll respond, again, unlike Pato's dad. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> So from us at uh, the Supercoach Co-Captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pado. And this is us signing the fuck off. Fucking call Pado, please, Pado's dad. <laughs>